Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Goonies World. I am Johnny Pharaoh, also known as Sean, and with me, as always, is Meanie, also known as Ryan. Hello, everybody. And, of course, we have Goonie, also known as Colin. Uh, hello. And we are back for, I believe, our fifth installment of Nuked. Nuked. Nuked with an exclamation point. And all caps. And all caps, which Ryan is going to run for us again tonight. In what may prove to be the final episode uh, of this series, I suppose. We don't normally do a five-episode series, but you just play until you finish. So You, you play until you get killed by a giant robot. Or, <laughs> yes, that could happen, for yeah. sure. So, uh, when we left our... Uh, scrapper friends Dennis Pickle and Hancho Pie. I do not believe, and one of you can perhaps uh, fill me in if I am misremembering, but I do not believe that Hancho has earned a C yet. No, I don't think I've earned my C letter yet. No, you I, haven't. You ain't done nothing to deserve no C. Yeah, I. I for those who are new, I my character has no last name. And so, since Dennis Pickle sort of raised me, I'm hoping to get his last name, but I have to earn it letter by letter. So right now, I've just got the P.I. So I'm Honcho Pie. Or perhaps you're a, a private investigator. Yes, Honcho <laughs> P.I. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, you had made your way uh, to Lake City, um, where you were sort of directed towards this uh, Bane... F- laboratory facility which you managed to uh, break into and um, well you've explored a chunk of it anyway you did find the what you presume to be the giant robot uh, you know mentioned to you uh, earlier um, as well as uh, a bunch of laboratories um, and you explored the uh, right hand side as if you came if you had come in the front door which is what I had expected you to do but you did not um, there would be the, the right hand labs which will all seem to be kind of biology related stuff um, and that is the basically what we've got uh, oh yes I've, I've forgotten uh, we also had discovered some weird apparently portal generating device uh, as well yeah. as the giant robot um, and who knows what that's all about I'm sure you players have some ideas anyway yeah and so I I, I guess we will uh, pick it up uh, you are standing in the kind of break room area with the vending machines Um it's like a Coke machine, you know, and like a snack machine here, uh, and a little couple little tables with chairs, um, and uh, oh yes, a water cooler as well, um, and the unless you have closed them, the door opposite the front door is is still open, as is the door uh, to the labs you explored last episode. Mm-hmm. And. Honcho, you found some kind of key card, didn't you? I, I, I did. I did. I found it. Uh, I believe I found it in the giant robot room. Or one of those associated uh No, associated it was a, in a book. It was a, you, you just, this just happened. I can't believe you just forgot it. <laughs> I, I, I know, but I, I got this problem with my tongue. My tongue feels funny. And uh, I don't know. It's just like I think I ate too many chubby chodes. And I, I think my tongue's mutated. Look at this thing. And I'll, like, shoot my recently acquired level 5 uh, toady tongue out, my long sticky tongue. Uh, I'll shoot it 25 feet across the room till it hits a wall. So, I, so I've been so distracted, I forgot where I found the key card. What in the hell? You got that tongue and you didn't even tell me? I just got it. I've done been mutated. Oh, God damn, this place is crawling with mut- mutations. I know, but that makes me a little bit more like you, because you got them there mutated. 
yeah. you know, uh, vestigial wings. Now I got the mutated toady tongue. So we got to watch. We can't go back to Maggie's, that's for sure. Well, I better keep well, my mouth shut yeah, if we you, do. Uh, you better just keep your mouth shut, period. Well, I got a tough time doing that, as you're well aware. Uh-huh. I know all about it. Uh, and I've been telling you to shut your mouth for I don't know how many years. It's been a long time. However old I am, I don't know. I had no idea. But, uh... <sighs> yeah, I did get that key card. You're right. I got it. And, and uh, just to clarify briefly, um, you did get it in the bio- biology labs. And it wasn't a notebook uh, referring to uh, experiments. I mean, you didn't really understand much of the scientific terminology, but some sorts of experiments on uh, imported creatures. Yeah, they're importing them from somewhere. Yeah, and I believe that we didn't explore all of the uh, laboratories. Um, There was another wing or something that we hadn't gone to yet yes that is correct there is a closed door that you have not yet gone through which would have been the left hand wing if we had entered the way you thought we would enter right okay because we we are players in a role-playing game we will always do what the game master does not plan on (laughs) doing it is tense does tend to be how it goes but you know that's that's why it's fun yeah well let me see if this here key card works on this door on the door into the the, 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 the one that you haven't the one you haven't been through yet yeah um no you don't see any place uh it would be usable um ain't got no slot well no. we know where that key card goes it done elevator man told us we needed it to get in there and go uh, down yeah, that's right we gotta go. If we need to go down, we need to have the key card before we go down. You're right. I remember now. It seems like it's been a week. It's just been like five minutes, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're losing your mind. I know. It's got no more room in my head because it's fucking tongue. <laughs> it's pushing out my mind room. There's like parts of my brain's now assigned to tongue well, that used to be assigned to memory. Well, now, now you really can be a cunning linguist. I know. I'm going to have all kinds of cunning linguism with my with my toady tongue. But uh, anyway, let's see here how we open this here door into the left wing. Because you know there's something interesting in here, I'm sure. Well, you attempt to open the door and it just opens. Um, there hey, is no well, you know. lock or, you know, security or anything like that. And the um, just like in the biology wing, there are three labs here. Um in the hallway and there's a, unlike in the biology wing I should mention um, there is another door at the end of the hallway uh, that looks different because all the lab doors are open uh, this door at the end of the hallway is closed mm-hmm. yeah. let's have a look around yeah yeah well you might as well you know just start not go open these doors one by one first one second one third one well, like right. I said, all the, the doors to the labs are, are already open. There are not, now there aren't any windows or anything. We have to just walk over to the doors. But yeah, the, the doors uh, to the labs, and I probably mentioned this in the last episode, but it has been a while since we actually recorded it. So uh, I will remind you that um, the doors to the labs are actually slide back into the walls. Um and they're like floor to ceiling, like they hermetically seal the rooms and all these labs have their own potential for oxygen supply and everything. Um, so, you know, if in the event of some kind of something happening, um, they could be potentially sealed completely. Um, but they have, they are not currently uh, on the doors are all open to all of the labs. So it sounds like you're going to head down to the first one. And, um, as with the biology labs, there, um, you know, there's like a sort of a workstation, you know, with a couple computers set up that are hooked up to these bizarre-looking machines, which you can't quite imagine what they could possibly be, possibly be used for. Um, although, well, I guess in this case, it might be a little uh, 
a little more intuitive um, because what you see is sort of like a flat stainless well you don't know if it's stainless steel or what but there's a flat metal surface almost like a stainless steel countertop or something but it's kind of small it's maybe like a foot square um and then there's and then there's above that like a couple feet above it there is another like large sort of foot square like inch thick steel or some metal material um above uh, sort of hanging down with like a rod attached to it that goes up into a large cylinder uh that then uh, goes into this sort of large um box that's attached to the ceiling and uh there is a warning sign nearby that says danger on it and um it has a sort of a illustration of um like sort of a hand being smashed this here's a hand smasher it's a hand smashing machine yeah well they got some weird contraptions in here i don't know why anybody want to smash hands but you know this man that built this lab this bean seems like he wasn't right in the head no, no, he looked good though. You can see that, that that statue of him we saw. You, he's a good looking son of a bitch. Oh, kind of like me. You never saw me, uh, you know, before. I mean, when I was uh, when you were just a baby, um, I still looked like this. But before then, oh boy, I was a babe magnet. <laughs> you was pretty. You was pretty when you was a youngin', Mister Pickle. Well, I still am pretty, but I was even prettier back then. <laughs> I'll remind our listeners they can follow us on Twitter to see some character portraits and judge for yourself whether Mr. Pickle is pretty. <laughs> yeah. I so. feel pretty. Oh, so pretty. <laughs> well, I wonder what this is for, though. It seems like you could get your hand smashed if you're not careful. Maybe it's it's like a stamper or something. Oh. Uh. Hey, maybe it will play that record of yours. Hey, maybe you're right. I never actually seen a real phonograph, but it's kind of like what I think. Maybe they. I'm gonna put my uh, Deep Purple. I got two copies left of uh, just randomly. I started the game with three LP of the the same LP, and so I decided it was uh, Machine Head by Deep Purple. So I'm gonna try to play one of my copies. I mean, Sean knows it's a dumb idea, but Hancho don't know he don't know no better yeah i've been trying to yeah i'm gonna try to play that on here side one highway star let's go all right so i assume you're going to place the record onto the uh metal surface yeah it goes on here just like this you gotta be careful not put fingerprints on it It says right here beware of dust or scratches and fingerprints okay well you uh set it on there and it, it fits nicely um, you don't seem to quite know how to turn it on. Perhaps there is some sort of controlling I know. device on one of the workstations. or I, I want to make a brains roll to figure out how to play this here record. Yeah, let's hear some rock and roll. I know. I, I've been wondering what this here song sounds like. It sounds I like a car it. alarm that's going off in the parking lot next to my house. Yeah, I was like, wait, is Sean live editing this or something i was just hearing some <laughs> noises right when he said i'm gonna play the record <laughs> but yeah, uh, actually car well, go ahead and make your brains roll we'll make a brains roll while we enjoy the sounds of urban kansas city missouri and uh hey i want to go under so that's good i got a six i needed an 11 all right well you do find uh a switch uh on the on one side of the um surface uh, which you've placed this uh, LP on uh, you think that might activate it awesome so for rock and roll press here go and I'll press it and I was going to say Sorry. that the I'm, honking I'm reckless 
<laughs> well, yes, you are. I was going to uh, say that the honking in the background was uh, some sort of alarm klaxon that sounded to suggest that this hydraulic press had been activated. Um, but uh, it stopped, unfortunately. So we can't, I can't just, do, I was going to do that little piece of editing for you, but. Thank you, thank you. Uh, unfortunately, no, it is no more. So you flick the switch, and uh, you do hear. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a duck. <laughs> no, you do hear... Uh, <laughs> it's a robot duck. A, 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 a little bit of an alarm that sounds briefly as though to suggest, hey, this thing's about to start moving, you know, keep clear of it. And uh, the inch-thick piece on with the, you know, sort of metal bar attaching it and going into the cylinder begins to descend kind of slowly... Here it goes. Yep. We'll play that rock and roll music. Turn it up. It's Freedom Rock. It's Freedom Rock, man. And uh, eventually it it Play some skinners. I mean, it takes, you know, a good couple minutes because it's not moving very quickly. Um, But eventually it, it does make contact with the vinyl and then proceeds to destroy it. Ah, well... Oh, uh, damn. Oh, damn. Well, at least oh. I got one more cow. I guess this ain't a phonograph player. I'm not exactly sure what would happen if you put uh, a vinyl record into a you know multiple ton hydraulic press and squeezed it, but um, that whatever that is is what happens. <laughs> it makes an interesting piece of art. But no, okay, I was wrong about that. I was way off about that. Yeah, it was your idea. Yeah, I guess it was. Just Well, anyway, let's take a look around the rest of this room, see what else we see. This, this, this thing's just a smasher, I guess. Just for smashing stuff. Yes, yeah, so um, you, you do find uh, some sort of, you know, like in the bio... bio, bio blah, blah, blah. Biolabs, bio um, some you know notes and paperwork and, and various things. Um, apparently, this is some kind of materials testing area. Yeah, are we got any materials we want to test out? <laughs> I'll just try to test out this here deep purple record. But well, uh, let's take a good search through the rest of this room. Make sure there's nothing interesting here. Look through all the cabinets and drawers and whatnot and just do a quick once-over. Make sure they ain't got no good relics in here. I got half a mind to just start t- taking the crowbar to all this machinery and lining my pockets with it. Nuts and bolts and gizmos and all that. But we'll see what else they got. Uh, I would uh, uh, go ahead and make, uh, make some sense rolls to see if you can find... Anything interesting that, or that, or you, if you can sense that anything in here is worth taking, or well, unfortunately, I got right on it, and in this system, I need to get under it. So you do. I do not sense nothing. I, I, I mean, I do sense nothing. I have succeeded. Well, Mister Pickle, you uh, are pretty confident that there is nothing here. I mean, you think that if you could get this machine taken apart, it might make for some interesting scrap you might be able to you know get some interesting scrap out of it um but that's pretty far beyond the scope of what you'd be able to do in the short term anyway mm-hmm. well i don't think this stuff concerns us you know i think that what what we came for uh you know the treasure that we're after how about that's down the elevator. All right. Well, uh, let's just go and check out rooms number two and three. But I think he's probably right. Yeah. Well, let's finish up here. Quick once over rooms two and three. So you go into the next room, and once again, you know, you've got uh, some workstations set up on a little, uh, you know, countertop. Um, and it, this room has um, a sink in it as well. Um, and across from the sink, there is a another sort of large machine. Um, I, it's it's a, how to describe it. Um, it's sort of a big box 
surrounded by um, kind of a clear plastic. It's a very, I should specify, very large box. Um, sort of surrounded by clear plastic with a sort of a hinged, clear, transparent, I should say, door um, that you could swing open. And um, there doesn't, there's nothing in this sort of chamber that you can see into because of the transparent plastic, but there are four different sort of um, objects hanging from the top that look like they're on these sort of articulating arms so that they could be moved around in 3D space uh, within that clear, that large clear box. Um, and there's a bunch of uh, wiring and stuff coming out of the top of that going into the kind of workstation areas or workstation area. Well, let's see if we can uh, get rid of some of this plastic. If, it's, if this is uh, blocking our view somewhat. No, it will, it, no because it's it's you can see right through it. Then there's a yeah. little door that you could you could open. Um, and I should also mention that in addition, there's sort of the four little uh, almost nozzle-like structures on articulating arms um, seem to correspond to four tanks that are behind this uh, clear box. Hey, let's figure out how to turn this thing on and see what it does. All right. Got a little door on it, I think. Well, maybe maybe uh, this is a record player. This could be that phonograph I've been reading about. So I'm not. I don't want to waste. This is my last Deep Purple record. So, but let's just try to turn on and see what happens. But I ain't gonna put my Deep Purple record in there. Um. So this one has kind of an obvious power switch uh, on the top um and it it says it's labeled power so that would apparently turn it on well there you go okay power maybe this is about deep purple let's see so you turn it on yeah all right well first thing is it beeps and uh you notice a light come on um so the first of all, first of all, there's like a an LED power light that comes on. But in addition to that, there's a backlit LCD screen that comes on. Um, and it, I, I, you guys can read right. It says initializing, and it's blinking. And then the four sort of nozzles on articulating arms start swinging around in this strange, almost mesmerizing pattern. And um, then they stop. And the screen switches from a blinking initializing to uh, the word standby, and it's not blinking anymore. Well, quite a show those arms put on for us. Yeah, these dancing arm machine. And it says to stand by. I'm standing by you, so I guess we're doing the right thing. Yeah, we stand by each other. It's some good advice from... Yeah. This box. Yeah, this box gives good advice and has dancing arms. Well, that's what that does then. Did we, did we, did you say it had that door on it? Yes. Well, look inside that door. Well, you can see inside right now uh, because of the uh, the door Uh, and all the plastic is completely transparent, but you can certainly open it if you like and try to investigate further or do whatever you want. I'll just make sure that I'll just open it. See if it does anything or changes anything. Uh, when you open it, it um, what would it do? You open it and um, the screen that says standby uh, changes to a different message which says no retrievable object. Oh, I see. It's like a, this is like a game, you know. We don't have nothing. We didn't put anything in it to, to retrieve. 
Yeah, you gotta put something in there and then use your arms to grab it. Oh, yeah. Of course, you know, metagaming, I'm thinking this is some kind of a 3D printer maybe or something, but I don't think Honcho has any conception. At first I thought this was like an elaborate Monty Python machine that goes beep joke. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Aren't you lucky? (laughs) (laughs) I think there's actual function to it, but that's beyond Dennis and Honcho's intelligence, I think. Well, I reckon this is not a phonograph. It's the standby machine. Well, Sean, I reckon your uh, metagame assumption is is pretty spot on. This is indeed some distant, or not distant, but, you know, fairly advanced, improbable type of 3D printer with advanced materials uh, and uh, presumably could be made to fabricate all sorts of interesting prototypes of devices and stuff. But uh, I don't think Honcho and Dennis have any idea of that um, or uh, that they would need to obviously turn on the computers and feed it blueprints if they were going to make something, but I think that's probably outside the, sc- the scope of their abilities to yeah, conceptualize. It's, it's like yeah, you're right, you're right. They have all this technology that could uh, revolutionize you know, their the current society, but they're just... And we're just looking for cigarettes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, uh, let's go take a look in room number three, Mr. Pickle. All right, number three, coming up. Would you like to potentially do a more thorough search of this room as well? Not to... Oh, yeah, from the way you asked that question, hint, it makes hint. me think that I should strongly... Yeah, I, I did. I was going to do that. I, what I meant was... Go look at room number three after we do a thorough search of this here room. After, of course, after we do a very thorough search, which is what I was going to suggest. Why don't you make some more sense rolls? All right, here we go. Hey, this is terrible. This time I got a 19. Yeah, I rolled an 18. Well, you don't find find shit. Well, why did you suggest we take a thorough look? At, you're always doing bullshit. And I know. I'm never going to get that letter C. Never. Keep, All right, well, since there's, since there's obviously nothing useful in this room for us to find, then let's just go ahead and go on to room three. All right. Well, you head back out into the hallway and down it and into the final lab and oh man how to describe it's it's always tricky to come up with ways to describe things in a way that would make sense to people who don't know anything about anything right. <laughs> like Hancho and Dennis um, like I'm trying to like trying to imagine how they perceive things um and so this, in this room, there is a large glass sphere um, that's like opaque, like dark black. Looks like it's probably made of glass. Um, and it's sitting on a pedestal, um, and it has sort of wires running out of the base of the pedestal and um, they go over to another sort of workstation area um, where there are a couple computers set up. Okay. Well, that looks stupid. I don't know (laughs) what that is. Yeah, Can't make know. heads maybe, or tails of that. Maybe that's a phonograph player. Yeah, maybe, or maybe it's a f- record eater. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's tr- let's look for a power button and turn it on. See what happens. All right. Give it some juice. All right. Um, 
There's not an obvious power button on this one. Uh, no, you said... You said it... <laughs> there's a pedestal. It's sitting on a pedestal. Yes, it's like a... It looks like a largest, largish black glass sphere sitting on a pedestal that sort of cradles it. It's sort of like... It looks like it's built to sit on this thing. And then there's wires coming out of the base of the pedestal. Does the sphere have any openings? No. Okay. So it's not like a helmet you can put on. It does not appear to be. Well, something's going on. It's got all these wires that power, that power this uh, orb or whatever it is. Maybe it's a Maybe we can scribe. Look, it's a magic, uh, whatever they call those things. And so it's, a, it's a crystal ball. Crystal ball. You, you, you can scry on people. Put your put put some hands on it. And see what happens. Yeah. How about I just see if I can't sense some kind of power source way to turn this on? Let me take a good look. See around here. Mm, I'll give you uh, give it a sense, a sense roll, right. or brains. Actually, make it brains. Well, I needed an eleven, and I got a three. Um, you get the sense that it is already powered on; it's just not activated. Okay, it's on. It's on. It's just got to be activated. Activate, activate, or. Activate Scryball. That is apparently not how you activate the ball, the orb. Hey, what, what, that, uh, that man, Mr. Kane, said he was put himself in electronics, and maybe he's here too. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Mr. Kane Brain, Mr. Robot Brain, Mr. Kane, can you hear our voices? Apparently not. Or he's not, no. or he's choosing not to answer. Yeah. Idiot. Well. I heard that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to touch the ball. Can't the help it. Large black Curious. One. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was going to make sure you got consent from Honcho. If, anyway. Um, I don't need his right. consent. I raised him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus All right. Christ. Okay. <laughs> cut that. Cut Just that. Dr- drop it and move on. Not, we won't cut it, but we'll drop it and move on. All right. Um, so you uh, put your hands on it, and it, it, it doesn't do anything, but it is warm to the touch. Like oh, you would think sitting here it would be cold, but it is not. It's a hand warmer for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, you got hand smasher and a hand warmer. So, uh, these people, they're handsy. They well, like the hands. <laughs> I guess let's start do a little nice search to the rest of this room. Okay, make some sense rules. All right, this time I got one under what I needed. I, I needed a 16, I got a 15, so. I got it. Oh, you both got it. Okay. Well, um, you don't find anything that seems useful in terms of scrap or anything like that, but you do find some notes of the people that people had left behind who are working here. Um, And they talk about things like, you know, observed um, specimen worthy of importation, you know, X kilometers west of these coordinates. Um, mm. This is a scryball. Oh. He's observing the he's observing the the other the other other place and seeing what they can see and whether they're gonna import something to this place. Well Well, I'll hope one day to figure out all this mumbo jumbo but I think it's, uh, that'll take, uh, maybe years for everyone to figure out what all these gadgets and gizmos do. 
Well, we know there's this other place now, though. So maybe that place is better than here. Maybe they got some good relics in that other place. We don't think about that later, but maybe right now we need to head on down to that lower level. Yep. It's about time. You know, walk back down that long hallway. All right. So you go back through the... Uh, oh, well, there is one door left unopened in this uh, hallway, but um, I'll just, without making us roleplay it out, I'll just spill on you that it just has, like, lab coats and shit. It's like a closet. Um, so, you know. Okay. All right. Not really worth investigating that. Um, so you head back through the... Uh, the sort of break room area and into the long hallway where you pass once again the giant robot on scaffolding uh, on your left and the bizarre portal room uh, on your right and you are going to the elevator correct you're not further investigating either of these things at this time not at this time yes very well. So you arrive at the elevator, and um, I believe Honcho's got the uh, little key card. That's right. Okay, we got the key card now. Open elevator. And I'll stick the key card in the slot. Okay. You stick the key card in the slot, and uh, the doors open. Nice. Yeah, how do you like that, Kane? Ooh. Okay, well, if you insist. <laughs> I'm going to retrieve that key card, too. Yeah. Go take us down, Mr. Kane. Well, you have to push the button. I uh, can't control it. You're worthless. All right, push the button. So you step into the elevator, and uh, there are three buttons, as a matter of fact. Oh. Um, one of them says oh. one, um, and... One of them says bio, and that's kind of the middle one. So there's a one at the top, and then below that it says, there's one that says bio, and below that there's one that says G-E-N. Uh, well, let's see, number one, oh, well, if, if, if the bio, we, we went in the, the bio, that's number two, so that's, that would, wouldn't that make this... This level number two, but there ain't nothing up above, I didn't think. No, I think there's some different kind of bio. That's what well, I think. I think they got a whole bio level down there. Oh, maybe so. But well, the bottom one, I don't know. You know they got juice in this building. Maybe that gen stands for generator. Maybe they got a big-ass generator down there. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> but we ought to look at the bio level. Well, I suppose if it, if we already are on the bio level, it won't hurt. And we'll just stay right here, and if we're not, well, then, then we'll go. So that's true. That's true. But I think we's on the first, I think we's on the number one level because we're number one. Well, I don't think they knew that when they were designing this elevator. But I, oh I, yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you, that tongue really is just taking up all your brain space. Well, watch this. I'm going to press the bio button with my tongue. I'm going to shoot out my toady tongue and press the bio button. Okay, well, uh, it lights up, of course, and the doors close, and you begin descending. Oh. And you descend for a reasonable amount of time. I mean, it feels like you're going fairly fast, but um, it goes for longer than you would have expected, but finally does slow down and come to a stop. And then the doors open, revealing a large, roughly finished cavern that they've apparently had dug out here. Um, and it's, you know, reasonably well lit. Um, but th this entire space appears to be about the size of the entire building above that you were just in. You know, including the giant robot room and all the labs and everything. Um, but in but all you see here, or at least initially, are 
and I should mention the um, like the ceilings about twenty feet. Or and again, it's it's kind of. Have you been? I don't know if you guys have been to the limestone caves uh, where they have offices and stuff, but um, yeah. it's kind of like that in the sense that it's they didn't bother like finishing the rock walls and stuff. It's still very, you know, limestoney. Um, but all you can see initially for at least from you know right now when the door is open you're sort of looking out and you just see row after row after row after row after row of floor to ceiling cylinders that are opaque at the bottom for the first several feet and then transparent from there to the ceiling about 20 feet up and um, in each one of these cylinders there is like approximately 12 foot tall um, sort of humanoid dog like creature suspended in this viscous looking blue liquid almost like Rows and rows of Bacta tanks. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, look at them dog people. I know. What the hell are they doing with them in there? He's growing uh, them. Do now? Do they look? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that they're. Do they look alive? Are they moving at all? The, they don't well okay as far as alive it's really hard to tell from in the elevator but they certainly do don't appear conscious Mm -hmm. so they're just kind of floating suspended in there yeah okay well I can't tell if they're Alive or not, they might be sleeping. They're big, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I mean, it looks well, like Bane was creating an army of these things for some reason. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. He's going to try to take over the world, but then the world went done-ended. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was a good thing. I'd rather get... <clears throat> Blasted with a nuke than have getting, you know, uh, overtaken by one of these things. I know. Maybe we ought to leave the elevator and go walk around the room and look real careful at everything. But don't touch nothing this time. I ain't gonna touch nothing because I don't want them. I don't want these sons of bitches to wake up, come out with their blue goo, and start messing with us. No, I ain't touching nothing. I'll look around, though. Yeah, I just, just want to see if they got a phonograph player in here. <laughs> so you you step out into the room, um, and it's it's kind of chilly, um, as it tends to be, you know, in caves and, and underground and things. Probably, you know, 50 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> and... Um, you walk around the room and I mean it's there's really aside from these creatures being stored here there's really not anything of interest to see other than as you get closer you know that each of these storage tanks has a uh, cylinder or a uh, display on it that um has like some lists of current you know vitals and stuff um and the the yeah. status of the creature inside and he's uh, alive Mr. yeah Peter. the first few you see anyway are, are alive yeah i count all the way down to number five number five is alive that's for sure probably number oh. four three two and one god we well, yeah um Hey, maybe if we did wake them up, you could tell them use their master, and then they'd be our army. 
Well. Because you're a natural-born leader, Mr. Pickle. That I am. But, uh, yeah, maybe we ought to just think about waking up one of them, and if, uh, if he turns out to be an aggressive doggy, we'll put him down. Yeah, I guess we could put him down. Why don't you see if you could wake him up and see what happens? Just one. Well, let me look at this readout here. See if there's I'm gonna, a. <laughs> I'm gonna wake unsling up, my rifle. I'll unsling my rifle from my back. So on the little display um, that has like the sort of vitals and stuff, there's also it also says status in stasis. Um, but you don't see an immediately obvious way to wake it up. Um, I'm not sure how familiar Dennis or Hancha would be with touch screens, um, or whether, whether that was once a common way to interact with things. Well, yeah, it is for me. I like to touch things. That's how I interact. <laughs> I touch babes. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, just my natural instinct, gonna press this, uh, status button, or, well, the word, the the word, and status, or whatever it is, in status, in stasis, is that what it was? The status was in stasis, yeah, so that's, that is a little bit of a tongue twister, I apologize. The status was in stasis. The status was in stasis. I was going to riff on that, but uh, I don't want to make you have to edit it out. Um, So, uh, yes, you press on the word status, and the screen changes to a menu, and uh, there are... Menu, I'd like to order some cheesecake. (laughs) No, cheesecake is not one of the options, unfortunately, <laughs> but um, the options are stasis, beer, terminate, and revive. Okay, well, now we want to revive this doggy uh, for now. If we don't like him, We'll kill him, and then we'll terminate the others. Does that sound good? All right, wake him up. Let's talk to this guy. All right. Now, yeah, you got your rifle out. And this is uh, terrible. This is a terrible idea. Yeah, my rifle's out. <laughs> this is, an espe- I have to say, this is probably an especially terrible idea with just, like, 12-ish minutes to go. <laughs> I know, I know. We just uh, bought ourselves a sixth well, episode. We can go longer than an hour if we need to um but i um you know you know we are fifth level so uh might as well get to see how how we fare in combat if we have to so i'm going to push revive all right well i think uh sean may have you know, uh, been onto something. I think this very likely did buy you a sixth episode, uh, but we will find out. So you press revive, and the blue viscous uh, fluid in the tank slowly begins draining down out of the. Uh, cylinder and that's this takes quite some time because it is in fact quite viscous so it it doesn't flow you know very quickly and um as it does of course the creature um that was sort of suspended in it uh is lowered as well and um you know it doesn't have a lot of room there in this sort of cylinder so its feet eventually touch the ground and then it just kind of slumps against um, the surface of the cylinder as this liquid drains away and of course 
It's thickly sort of glooping all around its fur and snout, and it's kind of dripping. Even after the liquid has uh, drained away, it's still kind of stuck to it and dropping off in glops. Um, But uh, after several minutes, um, all the liquid is drained, and... um, the, uh, I mean, it takes a, a few more moments before anything else visible happens. I mean, you're just kind of standing there looking at this unconscious creature slumped against the wall of this tank for a bit. And then its eyes kind of flutter open. But it looks like it's very confused and weak. Easy, boy. Easy, boy. He's a good boy. Now, let's see, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, well, since it's kind of a dog man, maybe he can talk. Maybe. Hey, you, can you talk? Uh, it doesn't seem like it has registered that you are speaking to it. It looks... It still looks very... confused, and um, it's kind of like looking around, but its eyes aren't like sharply darting around. They're just kind of lolling. And um, it looks like it wouldn't even be able to stand up if it weren't being propped by the side of this tank. How do we open this tank, I wonder? I don't know. This thing's weak and he's confused. He can't tell us nothing. Yeah, well, it can't hurt us either. I just, uh, uh, I just want to see, uh, maybe we could use it, you know, uh, in case we run into a robot. Good, good to have a dog man with us. Uh, but, uh, is there a way, is there any obvious way to open the, or eject the thing from the tank? No. Not really. And, um... You're kind of startled as you sort of poking around at the, uh... little display screen there to see if you can figure out a way to open it. When, um... It kind of lurches upright for a second. And, uh... Projectile vomits this blue viscous liquid onto the uh, wall of the cylinder um, and then begins howling. Oh. Whoa. Settle down, boy. So I think we got to leave this bad boy alone. Right where he is. <sighs> well... He's, he's confused. Hey, buddy, stop howling. Can you talk? Can you talk uh, apocalypse? <laughs> Whatever language we speak. So you holler out to this howling creature. Now, it has vomited this liquid onto... So you it's obscuring its face right now mm-hmm. as, it's, as it's howling. And as soon as you shout out to it, it stops howling... And a clawed forepaw reaches up and wipes the uh, <laughs> blue liquid off, and it registers your presence for the first time with a look of sheer fucking hatred. And it 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 emits this blood curdling growl and explodes Loads the sides of the cylinder out <laughs> and launches good boy, good boy. itself straight at Honcho. <laughs> good boy, no, no, good boy, good boy. And I think, uh, I think we'll have another episode now. <laughs> okay, because I we don't have it was time for combat. I mean, we could keep going a little bit longer, but I think combat's probably likely to take long enough that we should probably save that save it for the next one.
Okay. okay. Well, we can level up at least, get some more hit points before that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to probably <laughs> want to do that, because this thing's not fucking around. Yeah. Well, we got a few minutes, Ryan. Do you want to share with our listeners again where they can, where we found this game, and, uh, and uh, shout out to the guys who made it and all that good stuff? Yeah, so uh, I actually found it on r slash rpg uh on reddit um the one of the creators mac had um, posted about it and uh as i've mentioned in pre- previous episodes of this we had literally just days before then been talking about hey you know we haven't done the sort of a post-apocalyptic thing on the podcast and so i was like you know oh my gosh the universe is speaking to me. <laughs> this is, I, I should do this. So uh, I looked at it, thought it was cool. Reached out to them to let them know that you know, hey, I want to do this on the podcast. Uh, if you want to listen, you know, whatever. Um, so, so send them some money. But yeah, it's on itch.io. Uh, all nuked with uh, exclamation point. Uh, and we think it's pretty cool. It's sort of a um, a knave black hack mashup. It's kind of an interesting little uh, deal. And of course, we've played. I think we've played both knave and black hack on this podcast we have we and have. uh so obviously we like both of those games and i think mashing them up in this way uh was sort of a fortuitous uh coincidence that uh that they that these guys uh non-dairy giant and mac uh, happened to come out with a mashup of two things we like in the s- setting that we like that we were just talking about doing right before uh I got it. So yeah, uh, good stuff. And I definitely encourage you to uh, send them a couple bucks and check it out. And I did notice today when I was looking at their itch.io that um, they are really pretty darn close. I mean, within just a, I think a couple hundred bucks or so of reaching their goals. So uh, if you guys, you know, enjoy listening to this stuff and think you might like it, um, shoot them some, some cash and check it out. Yeah. And if you're a small publisher, or a large publisher for that matter, but no game is too small for Goonies World. And if you've got a game you've created that uh, you want us to play, uh, we'll probably screw it up, but we will gleefully play it, reach out to us, and let us know. And uh, if you listen to the closing credits, uh, Goonies' magical voice will tell you about all the different ways you can follow us and get a hold of us. Correct. Yeah, yeah, and I did want to say that uh, in regards to uh, this game, Nuked, uh, we are j- we're playing kind of an accelerated version of it, leveling yes. up each time. And but uh, the, how you would normally play, you know, the they've got like XP and everything, and certain there's rules for leveling that we're not doing because we wanted to get to all the fun stuff since we're have a well we're planning on three episodes but now we're doing six but still kind of a pretty short campaign compared to what most people would play so yeah i mean in terms of in terms of actual overall length six episodes is really more like two sessions if you weren't weren't recording this and doing it episodically so yeah, so I didn't want to misrepresent the system. Uh, normally, yeah, you'd be playing a little differently than we are, but we're doing it this way just for the podcast. Right, and also, I mean, when I when I reached out to Mac and we started uh, DMing each other on Reddit, he suggested that we kind of do it this way just to kind of get sort of a broader range of things to jack around with than we would have. And also, I threw in the Chubby Chodes kind of as a, another accelerator to... You know, obviously, yeah. you consume enough of them, then you're going to start getting mutations and stuff. And that was just to get to play around with the system and stuff, you know. Yeah, and that's why I got a toady ton. That's right. By by episode five. So. Yeah the the tables are fun, you know. So if you have a table, you know, you definitely want to play around with it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of random tables and all their manifestations, so it's always a plus for me. Indeed. Well, um, I thought this might this episode might wrap it up, but it sounds like we're going to go for six, as we said uh, at the top of the episode. 
you gotta play it till it's done. So that's what we're gonna do, and we'll see you next week for episode six. All right, bye. See you later. Hey, everybody. If you like our podcast, don't forget to leave us a good rating and or review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever you're able. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Goonies underscore world. And check out our website at GooniesWorldPodcast.com. Email us at GooniesWorldPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.